This week's episode of Your Time Starts Now, Our Taskmaster podcast is dedicated to the memory of my grandfather, Michael Lote, who passed away peacefully on Tuesday the 15th of November 2022 at the age of 92. He was a very resilient man who I had a lot of respect for. He was like an old steam engine that would just keep going. Uh, resilient and a little bit um, stubborn, though he may have been, he was very lighthearted and I look back very fondly on the fun times that we had together both as a small child and as a young adult, and I'm very thankful. Rest in peace, Grandpa. We all love you very much. One, we're going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Do you know why this episode is special, my lovely co-host? No. Because it is Series 6, Episode 9 of Taskmaster. Yeah, we have okay. reached the nice episode at long yeah. last. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even put that together. I even had a note in my thing that because this is the first episode nine of Taskmaster, because Greg mentioned that. Exactly. Well, it's not the ninth episode overall. It's like it's the ninth episode of a ser- the series. Of this, but... It's the first episode nine they've ever had. Yeah, you, you see what I mean. But it's obviously not the ninth overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I'm Emerson. And I'm not Emerson. Yeah. My star-spangled man with a plan, Joseph. Indeed. Yes. Um, that's a, that's a line from Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. Um, does that make me Peggy Carter then? Um. Aside from the fact I'm not a woman living yeah, in the 1940s. Yeah. I was trying to think if there was another one, another character from the... I can't think of any other British Marvel characters. There's probably one that I'd there's pro- slipped there's under the radar. There's probably a couple. Yeah. Um, but the, Brit- the Brits are do- have been... I mean, the pre-Endgame MCU was dominated by the British. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Post, post. Yeah, I, I'm not lot. interested in post Endgame MCU. No, neither I'm am quite I. Honest. I did see. No, neither. I saw both Infinity War and Endgame in cinemas, and they were both good films. I think. Nah. I like I, them. I, I think Infinity War was a tiny bit better, but yeah, but I liked. Them. I I lost interest in. The, I really started to lose interest in the Marvel series once. Civil War happened because it was clear that these people were never go that the characters were never actually going to like like each other despite all of the evidence that should say they did they should despite all of the work they did in the first Avengers movie to make it seem like they should like each other mm. and then they didn't and then the movies got progressively more and more depressing as it went on until they literally killed half the characters, which I didn't like. But then, more critically, they ki- they brought them all back for no... Which, you know, it's like, that's a terrible narrative stance to take. I mean, I guess, but... If you're going to kill everyone, then make them dead. You know, let's move on from there. But you know, I don't think the MCU has the guts to kill off that many characters, though. They... I mean, I'm no, not going to say spoiler alert because this happened like three years ago. If you no, don't, they only killed off Black Panther. That I mean, Iron Man died in Endgame. Yeah, no, no, no. 
The only I, reason Black Panther was killed off was because Chadwick because Boseman died. Because he died in, real, in life. real life. I know. I actually, I, I did go and I'm see. A, I did. Wakanda I saw the first Forever. Black Panther. I've not seen Wakanda Forever. I okay. I'm not going to attempt the accent, even do, though. Do you want to to know what happened in Wakanda Forever, or do you plan on seeing it? I mean, I don't plan on seeing it, but more so for the sake of the people. How how long has this film been out? A couple of weeks. Okay, week. I think it's too spoiler new. alert. No, I don't. If, sp- don't spoil it. It's it's not even a spoiler. It's just I was going to make a glib one liner. All right. It's, if if you care about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which does not have Chadwick Boseman in it. Then skip, Except in skip, flashback for a second. Skip forward about 15, 20 seconds. The whole movie is Black Panther versus, versus Mayan mermaids. That is the entire film. It's ridiculous. It's very good. Who's playing Black it, Panther? So Letitia Wright, who played his sister Shuri, becomes Black Panther. That's... The whole movie is about her coming to terms with the fact that she is Black Panther. Also, they're low-key introducing... Um, in the comics, They when they, they retired the Tony Stark character some point in the past, and the new Iron Man is a young Black woman whose name I don't know and whose character I don't know, but they're introducing her as well in this film. And they're setting up for like the Secret War TV show but the the movie's not ter- the movie's good. I quite liked it. Uh Letitia Wright plays Black Panther, which is really unfortunate for Marvel because apparently while filming this film, Letitia Wright decided that she was an anti-vaxxer. Oh dear. And like with like really publicly. So Ooh, it's like, dear. oh good, the per- the person with questionable with questionable uh i'm so i'm just so sick of the anti-vax community oh yeah we all are yeah but uh what's really what's really hilarious is that marvel apparently there's some really nice people but the fact that anti-vaxxers stands in the way of you properly liking them yeah like jim carrey i think i think jim carrey is just crazy i mean he's 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 yeah he's 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 very crazy i mean like in so- he was easily the best part of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Never saw that film. Never I saw the first one uh, yeah. in cinema. This was like three or four weeks it, before lockdown. Yeah, Came out film, on Valentine's Day in the UK, weirdly enough. What an interesting yeah, way to... Yeah, that film ended up being in theaters longer than almost any other movie because there wasn't anything being released right after it. I mean, I, I saw a lot of... I saw quite a few films in the first, like two or three months of 2020 i saw uh jojo rabbit great film i obviously saw the sonic film i saw what else did i see uh the lighthouse with robert pattinson and willem dafoe see and i I saw parasite so all those movies are in my local theater for like an hour so it's not particularly some. I don't really get the chance to see them. Last movie I saw was um, the Harley Quinn film before COVID. Was that Birds of Prey? 
Birds of Prey, yeah. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous mm. Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, whatever the hell it's called. The last film I saw in cinemas was uh, either Bullet Train or Elvis. I think it was Bullet Train. Bullet Train was so good. Mm. I mean, it's a... I feel like every comedy film has to... Like, it can't just be like a quick hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes done deal anymore. It has to be at least two hours. And it has to have really... It has to be overly complex. Uh, I there there. It's just that nobody. I'm not saying wants, Bullet Train's a bad film. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just that but. nobody wants to make simple comedies anymore because most of the time those don't make a lot of money. If but you want to, it's if you want a simple comedy, Rowan Atkinson Man vs. B is all right in that yeah. field. Hold on, let's see what I've watched recently. I'm going through my letterboxed. Should we? Oh, there, shall I start with the dis- price task while you? Well, no, no, I'm, I've I've got it up. So, like, disappointing movie. Oh yeah, I saw Wonder Woman eighty four when that came out on streaming. That was very disappointing. Black oh. Widow would have been great in twenty sixteen. Uh, the Suicide Squad was amazing. Uh, no time to die. I famously fucking hated. Yeah, we've we've been there. Did you uh, see the Did you see the Batman with Robert Pattinson? I did not. I saw that, and I thought it was one of the best superhero movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, Oh, I saw No Way Home, which I think I might have mentioned I really liked it right up until the ending. I've not seen any of the Spider-Man films. They're all right. I didn't watch some of them. I think Uh, it's weird, because isn't he like one of the more comedic MCU cat. He's not Deadpool levels of comedic. Yeah, he's yeah. he's generally more comedic. I think maybe that's just because he's young. Um, oh, what else did I see? Hold on, I saw... Do you remember Doctor Shazam, Strange? that DC film that came out a few years ago? Didn't see it, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it That was basically sort of the DC universe's slightly more family-friendly yeah. uh, answer to Deadpool. Yeah. What else did I see? Oh, I saw that Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix, The Adam Project. That was middling. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Boy, that, they did. Is that Scarlet the one where he has the weird third eye? Yeah, and boy, did they do Scarlet Witch dirty. It's like totally just. That third eye was like the worst c- CGI I've seen in a long time. N- there's worse. You just haven't seen it yet. I mean, CGI is uh, going on a downfall because no one needs to prove themselves with it anymore. No, it's just because they're all fucking cheap. But uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness sucked. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Ranger. Oh, yeah, I did that see was that a one. Great film. And then my number one of the year I saw. I love the was, un- Ugly Sonic in. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Ugly Sonic being a plot point was great. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. I loved Top Gun Maverick. I still haven't seen that. Oh, I'd so recommend it. It's so good. It's the uh, highest grossing film of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I have a friend until, who went to see it and said he loved it. Up until Avatar, I'm just 2 not a big Tom Cruise fan. Doesn't matter. I mean, I guess you have you have to separate it's, art it's from artists. It's barely, it's barely like Tom Cruise is playing Tom Cruise, but the thing you have to remember is that Tom Cruise was the character in the first movie as well. So it's like it doesn't matter. What else was there? Oh, I saw um, Jurassic World Dominion, which was okay. Elvis. Elvis saw, was uh, Elvis was very real. Thor: Love and Thunder. I love Bullet Baz Luhrmann as a director. 
He's Baz Luhrmann's so good. He's got such yeah. a great, interesting style. It's like mm-hmm. I loved Romeo plus Juliet so much. I did not. Oh, it's such a good movie. I I we watched because we had to. We had to watch. You had to watch it in English class because you were doing the unit on Shakespeare. Yes, just like everybody I, else who's ever in, seen this fucking movie. And I infamously within my class did not like it. It's such a fun film. And then the uh, thing is, I'm just not a fan of Shakespeare. I think he's just really overplayed, pun not intended, and overrated. <laughs> Yes, the progenitor of most of modern literature is overdone. What a what a good view on that. Oh god, what else? Oh, I watched um Confess Fletch, which was a uh John Hamm murder mystery comedy based on the Fletch series of movies, and then I saw Wakanda Forever. Wakanda as Forever. I said, probably about five minutes ago. Um my review on Wakanda Forever is Fish People. <laughs> anti-vax black panther and also surprisingly poor naval tactics from the wakandans that's my review of it in one sentence you heard that you heard it here first um shall we talk taskmaster mm-hmm. oh one thing before i uh one thing else before we before we do that uh i, m- I mentioned this last year but right now there is Every November, there is the charity telethon on Twitch called Desert Bus for Hope, which is raising money for the Child's Play charity. There's, you can, it's a live streaming telethon, it's a live streaming video game based telethon where a group of Canadian comedians play the game, the infamously terrible game Desert Bus around the clock until they have run out of money because each hour they play is bought by the amount of donations they have. As of right now, they have just entered day three. They have... How long does that game go on for? The game... the game, One point in the game takes eight hours to achieve. Fuck off. Assuming that you don't crash the bus during the game, it can go on infinitely. But uh, they are currently three days in. They have 153... They've done 72 out of 153 hours so far. They'll probably be going at least until Saturday or Sunday, if you're listening to this on Thursday, which is when we put this out. And um, as of right now... I can't imagine living in somewhere like Arizona, man. I don't imagine... They're not in in Arizona. No, I'm talking about the game Desert Bus is set in a place that's like Arizona. Phoenix is notable... Notoriously called a monument to man's hubris, but uh, this year I just they can't imagine driving so for that far. long and just seeing fuck all. Well, that's not an accurate depiction of Arizona, Emerson. People do live there. It's just that the game is supposed to be intentionally very boring. But uh, this year, so far, they have raised four hundred fifty-one thousand dollars. They'll probably go on to raise somewhere in the vicinity of a million before they're done. Uh, if you would like to go watch them, they are on Twitch at Desert Bus, or you can visit them online at desertbus.org. And uh, that's... Prize task. For prize task. Yes. Prize task. Prize task. Prize task. 
Let's see this horrible prize task. Who wants to... Did you do it last week? I did it last time, so it's up to you. I'll do it this time. So, uh, our famous five have been tasked to bring in the most pleasing thing that is the same size as a cat. So, we'll start with Tim. And he has brought in uh, his toast rack uh, shaped like a cat skeleton. Or it probably is a real cat skeleton. Just It's, it's a Halloween decoration. I looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, it's a great alternative use of something. Uh, yeah. I put, my comment very sarcastically says, delightful. I love it. I think that's great. Um, yeah, it, it's a pretty funny thing in the way they described it as the cat, the cat sort of like... Uh, Died painfully. It like If the cat was pulling this pose in life, it would sort of look like it had just been scared by something. Yes. Like if you've seen, uh, like its back is arched upwards, its tail is uh, curved o- over its back, and yeah. Um, Russell has brought in a cat snack, and it's basically just a model of a cat made out of various snacks, and it looks uh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much more to say. Asim... It's not much to say about that one, honestly. Now, I've got some things to ask. I like Asim. I've got some things to ask about Asim. So he says he's brought in his little sister's cat-shaped pillow. He says his daughter is nine. His sister. His sister, sorry. His sister was nine. Asim, at the time of recording this, was either 31 or 32. So, surely... I've seen people with weird family age ranges like that that's not entirely out of the question i mean i just found it a bit uh surprising it also just could be that he had to swap out a prize really late well it was very obviously not his little sisters or at least it had not been used very long because it still had the price tag on it yep and And i wrote i wrote in my notes busted and disgusted this thing looks like a toy like it's a mascot or like a it's like an and it's sort of like an anime cat pillow basically it's, yeah, it's what it is. is i think what it's cheap yeah it it, it doesn't I look very big it's like about the size of a small cushion you'd get on a sofa the size of a small cat i don't know what it's supposed to be like a character from but i assume it is a property of something well most things uh in japan are like yeah, no, no, no. I just don't know which. Well, I don't. I don't. It's yeah, yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, Alice has brought in a cat-sized pavlova, and when Greg asks if she made it herself, uh, Alice doesn't give him a straight answer. But that's all oh, Greg needs. Well, yes. and Greg is just like, I've heard quite enough, and silences her. Lisa uh, has brought in a it's massive, shit. yes, a literal pile of shit. Please let it be a bar stool. No. Um, let's talk the scores. Uh, yeah. So Lisa's pile of shit gets one point. I'm amazed it got one point, if I'm being honest. Uh, Asim's uh, pillow gets two. Uh, Alice's Pavlova, three. Russell's cat snack amazingly gets four. And Tim Vine gets the full five points. And now we drop the Taskmaster Joe theme here. It's the 
Taskmaster and his name is Joe and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. <gasps> right, so I really liked Tim's cat toast rack. I it really was good. That. I it would was have good, that yeah. in my house. If Halloween just hadn't ended and all the decorations are going back in storage. Also, if I ate enough toast for a toast rack to be necessary. But um, I like that. That's first place. Asim gets second place because it doesn't matter the story behind it. It's very pleasing to look like. I believe the current internet slang for that is it's shaped like a friend. Never, ever, ever heard that. And that's probably going to date this podcast a bit. I hope it does. I hope it, you know, if it, if us talking about Wakanda forever in present tense doesn't date this, I hope that does. To be fair though, talking about things that have just come out isn't really dated. It's like doing old trends, really. Yes. Like um, say if we, if this was a video podcast and we were both flossing, then that would date it very badly. Um, but I liked the- Why don't we do that for the- No. You sure? No, I don't floss. I don't do- I don't do trendy dances like that, but um, what, what could I? What could we do on like the video? Oh, episode? we'll think of something. We'll think of something. Joe's eye reveal. Nah, gotta. That's for episode two hundred. But we uh, the show's not even at two hundred. Tosmos is not even at 200. exactly. <laughs> but uh, that that any- didn't scare me at all. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, then I'm putting Russell and Alice in joint third because you can't go wrong with food. Russell's thing may not have looked very w- good, but it's still food. And then Lisa I find it interesting out. that um, uh, pavlova is uh, a dish of from Australia and New Zealand. I think it's more Australian than New Zealand, but it's from that region. But the pavlova the is the dessert is named after the dancer who was not from that region at all. I don't know anything about Pavlova. So well, Pavlova was a- like a Russian ballerina, but the Pavlova ah. dessert originated in either Australia or New Zealand. Interesting. But um, and then finally, and it's sort of like a chicken tikka masala kind of thing. Finally, just it's not a chicken tikka. Masala. No, and like the it's sense is like no, I mean like it's it's in the it's origin its origins are like a chicken tikka masala is technically a British dish but it's inspired heavily by Indian cuisine. Ah. That's what I'm sort of saying, I guess. You guys raided the world for spices and decided you didn't like any of them. That sort of thing. I but, mean, what what is good British food other than a roast dinner or fish and chips? <laughs> good British food is in, is Indian curry. But, uh... Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on... At least we know how to make a good Taskmaster. Yes. Which is um, all that matters. Moving on, um, I also have I have disqualified Lisa because I don't find a pile of shit pleasing. Imagine having to take that home. Imagine uh, having Alice, to- at, at, at the end, the winner, whose name I definitely didn't just say. This episode has been out for four years, if you don't know this by this point. The winner, whose name I definitely didn't just say, actually remarks as they get up, I don't... I didn't want to win this one. You can just barely hear it. Yeah. And well, then actually, before we move on to the first task, there is a Hawaiian shirt count drop we can do for the first time oh, in ages. Okay. God, I'm, is, this is like, uh, this jingle's been left in the attic. It's all covered in dust, but here it is. Hawaiian shirt count. 
Yeah, so Tim has busted out a jacket that he wore earlier in the season, which is black with slightly glossier black little um, paisley floral patterns on it. But more to the point, Lisa is wearing like an undershirt with little flowers on it that and and like a sleeveless top. So it looks like just her sleeves are flowery. It's like I am so impressed that we finally are able to do that. Me too. It's taken so long. And now we're going to go on to blowing fucking bubbles. Yeah. Then this is where we get the title of the episode as well. Um, this, so the this is this is you, by the way. Yes, I know. This is make the biggest bubble and then burst it with your nose. You have 10 minutes. Your time starts now. Now, I would like to point out, having just read that, that I believe Taskmaster.info actually is wrong here because... Everyone on the show said blow the biggest bubble because there was actually a moment of contention from when they were doing the scoring where Tim Vine did not think that that Russell Howard had correct. No, that Asim had not correctly blown and not actually blown a bubble and instead had just produced one on a in a bowl of liquid. Someone should email taskmaster.info and tell them that because I definitely will forget as soon as we move on from this. Uh, but, I, have, I have one very quick note to make. Uh, we have yes. had two pretty disgusting moments back to back from Lisa because she had the uh, pile of shit uh, in the prize task and now she was thinking of blowing a snot bubble of all things. I, to be honest, I'm not as disgusted about that because when you read the task, because of how it's phrased, because there's no comma in between bubble and the word and. I definitely thought that for a second, too. Mm. Oh, by the way, do you know how we were talking about them? Uh, They named the uh, what kind of pictures episode wrong on YouTube. Yes. Uh, I just checked. Uh, It's been uh, about five days since episode eight came out and they have not updated it. Okay, so maybe they're not listening to us. Okay. Damn you, Taskmaster, you should listen to me. Yes. Um, I did like that Alice thought of an economic bubble as a thing that could burst, which, to further date this episode, um, the cryptocurrency market has recently taken a dive, mostly based on the... um, the on the prevailing economic conditions at the moment, which aren't great, but also specifically because one of the larger cryptocurrency exchanges uh, basically got revealed to be based on a bunch of lies based off of like one news article in a cryptocurrency specific news source, which I've learned this because it's been making like the front lines of every financial news source. And I have like the Wall Street Journal as a thing that makes a pings on my phone and so so it's like i'm just imagining like bursting the crypto bubble by pressing the post button on that article with your nose would you be able to do all that in 10 minutes well you just have to to hit post and then that can just happen it never says that it's like you can't just delay your uh, it can't be a delayed reaction. This is great, Joe. All you need to do is build a time machine from scratch and then go back to where this episode was filmed, take the place of uh, one of the contestants. If I, if I could do a time machine from scratch, when did this episode come out? This episode aired June 27th, 2018. I would just buy Bitcoin 
and just because that shit went up to sixty thousand dollars. Well, before. no, you you need to invest in Bitcoin back when it's really small, so that you can yeah. have all the money. Like, like if I had to a like time machine, mid to late two thousands is when you'd want oh, to buy yeah. Bitcoin. If I had a time machine, I would turn into Biff Tannen from Back to the Future Part Two, where where he's got like the casino with his name on it. And everything like that from the sports almanac, you'd never hear from me again. Anyway, can we discuss what the contestants did? Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, so Don't we worry, get the it's just typical Joe. We get the Bubble Brothers who make bubbles using dish soap. They make bubbles using dish soap. Uh, the Bubble Brothers, of course, are Asim and Tim. They've always been referred to that. But uh, Oh yeah, we, we just haven't mentioned it. The show's never mentioned it. Asim and Tim, uh, RKA the Bubble Brothers. Yes. Remember um, what RKA, RKA stands for? Yes, rarely known as. Exactly. Or maybe uh, NKA, never known as. Never known as. But uh, Asim, uh, the, I don't have many notes for this, because most of this is just purely visual comedy of grown adults trying to blow bubbles. Tim swears. But, um, Tim does swear. Tim Tim swears. Tim says Mildly. As he... As he tries to uh, as he tries to catch a bubble before it pops, my favorite very American this- swear word as well. It's like I never thought of that, but yes, it Joseph is. Zeta, you're a goddamn son of a bitch, and I love it. That's, <laughs> That's how, how is that? No one in America has that accent, but yet that is still an immediately recognizable American accent. Of course, it is. But, um. Uh, my favorite. Say, I'm, I'm sure to say that no one in America has that accent is not completely ludicrous. Yeah, but um, uh, Asim, my favorite moment is that he manages to all get his first bubble that he blows. He like chases it down to the surface of the table with his face. I was really expecting him to ram his face into the table, but he just barely. But the bubble popped before he could get close to it. Uh, eventually. We're basically watching. I wonder when we'll get a proper medical injury on the surface. I hope at some point. uh, It's not happened yet in the 14 series. No. I somebody I thought somebody got hurt or something recently. Or Alex got hurt or something. I I can't remember. My, someone tell us in the comments or email us. Nobody ever emails us. Uh, this is basically just a book club at this point. The, po- yeah. the podcast is basically an ex- gives us an excuse to talk about this. Yeah. That's all it is. Aside from uh, Mike Wozniak dislodging his hemorrhoid. That, <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, That is a great moment. That's in season 12. 11. 11. 11. But, um, and we'll get bit, there in no- about five, four or five seasons time. Yeah. Um, my notes from this say basically we watch two grown men make bubbles and chase them with their faces. But at the end of this, uh, Tim gets a three inch bubble, Asim gets four inches, and then we it's get a the half a bubble though technically. Yes, and we do get the aforementioned question that Tim has whether or not uh, the Asim blew that bubble or if Asim just made that bubble, which is uh, which is an interesting question to have. And more to the point, I, you know, Asim goes, well, shit, I'm out of the Bubble Brothers. So I don't hmm. know. The greatest split since Daft Punk. Yeah. Although technically no, this happened before. Daft, Daft Punk is a bigger split than that. Daft Punk splitting up made me actually sad. Um, I love Daft I said Punk. the biggest split since Daft Punk. 
Daft, that's not a Daft Punk splitting up is a much greater split than anything else. To feather, this did happen before that. Yes, and know, anyway, yeah. this this was also like a year ago. Yes. Shame because they've been friends for like years. Yeah, I think they just didn't want to make music anymore, which I respect. I wish they didn't, but I respect. I mean, who, uh, who can you name a modern Daft Punk song after Get Lucky? Why would Get Lucky is not even in like my top 10. The entirety of Discovery, the album, is amazing. Like, oh my God, Crescendals, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. We're not going to sing any of these. I'd, I mean, I can't sing like a synthesizer can. Go listen. If, if you're listening to this, go listen to Discovery. Preferably go find the, the anime movie that discovery is the soundtrack for and watch that. And then actually there's a guy on the internet called Pluffaduff who does music mashups, who just decided to redo the entirety of discovery as mashup songs. I particularly like the one, the, his version of Crescendals, which he has mashed up with a uh, fireball by Pitbull. It's I hate actually, that song. I really hate that song. It's such a good mashup, though. I'm, I'm talking about the song Fireball. I know, I, I know. I, know. I, hate, I, know. I don't like Pitbull as an artist. I Pitbull's fine. I listened to uh, Timber for the first time in ages, and I was like, if you put a gun to my head, I would never have guessed that it was Kesha and Pitbull together. I and mean, that's quite a nostalgic song for me. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, um, shall we continue? Um, yes, Alice, Alice Levine. Levine. Uh, Alice Levine is the only one to play this game really laterally. She argues that bubbles are just air uh, with a Sorry membrane. if it's quite loud outside. I, I can't hear anything. Well, I, I can I, just hear it. There's just people in the street shouting below me. I'm sorry. Anyways, just cut this bit out. But, uh, nah, it's anyways, funny. It makes uh, good content. Uh, sure, whatever. Uh, anyway, Alice argues bubbles that are just air with a membrane. To prove this, she fills a garbage bag and tapes it shut, and then she fills a garbage bag with air, closes it, tapes a bunch of pins to her nose to pop it, and... I was quite scared for Alice during this. I wasn't. I was laughing too much as she... Because Alice is, like, trying to pop this bubble with, like, pins taped to her nose like a demented Woody Woodpecker. And she just goes up and down, up and down, up and down, because it's really not working. Greg imagine if, imagine if you hit that with two... Imagine if you hit that with too much force and the tape comes loose and the needle goes into your eye or something. That that would not happen. Never but say no. I, I I don't believe so. But um uh anyways, Greg does give her shit as to whether or not she popped it or like pfft it, which I you know, doesn't matter. He eventually agrees on it once Alex says, you know, like bubble wrap is air wrapped in plastic. Uh, I would like, I would humbly request Emerson that for the cover, uh, for the thumbnail of this video, we use the picture of Alice with just her face buried in the plastic bubble and she's like Shh. bent over the table. Sure, why not? It's hilarious. Uh, then up, then up next, uh, her bubble's half a meter, which, which I is... don't know how big half a meter is in feet off the top of my head. It's about. God, um, 25 in, it's about 22, 23 inches. Okay. Uh, next up. 19.6. Russell... 
Okay. So Next just under we- two feet. Okay. Next up, we have Russell and Lisa. Uh, Russell asks how to blow a bubble and has Alex look up ways for him to do that. Um, he then eventually just tells Alex to prepare him bubble solution while he finds chewing gum in the kitchen. Not bubble tries- gum, chewing gum. Yep, that is not revealed until later. It is not bubble gum. It is chewing gum. He's Th- chewing this made like- me write yuck in my notes again. It is, it is very yucky because while he's <laughs> trying to make soap bubbles, Russell is chewing this massive like eraser-sized lump of gum mm. in his mouth and is trying to like stick it out so he can blow air into it and it's just not working. And it's yeah. just, oh, it's so disgusting. But uh, but it, it just doesn't work. Uh, he gets a four centimeter bubble. And then meet, uh, this is nicely contrasted with Lisa Tarbuck, who does she have kids? I don't remember off the top of my head if Lisa has kids. I mean, but, I don't know. But uh, Lisa just immediately goes into the kitchen, makes makes a. Uh, get some bubble solution that she makes out of like dish soap and then takes a wire coat hanger and just effortlessly forms into a bubble wand that uh that she just waves around to gets huge bubbles made and just pops one and that's uh eight inches and that is the exact sort of like skilled efficiency at this nonsense that she would do if she had kids and i don't know if she has kids uh there's on, nothing on her wikipedia page she nope she- what I did learn from her Wikipedia page is that she's a middle child. Huh. But maybe maybe one of her brothers, ha- maybe her brother or her sister have kids. Doesn't her brothers, she-, she has an older sister and a younger brother, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. That is that becoming my catchphrase? That's neither here nor there? Maybe. But, um, uh, but it yeah. doesn't matter. She knew exactly what to do and she did it very well. So in the end of that score, we get uh, Alice wins five points. Lisa gets four points, uh, Asim three, Tim two, Russell one. And just before we move on, uh, there is a master task for this, which is obviously this one was the, f- I don't say obviously because there have been versions where this is not the first one to do that, but this one was the first one, season six, episode nine of Taskmaster. Uh, then Bossy Test season three, episode three. Uh, season two, episode one of Stormmaster, and then Sermistari, season three, episode six, which came out in 2022. Uh, interestingly, the Storm, the Sermistari version, it specifies that the bubble must be blown using the provided soapy water, which is interesting. Speaking of Sermistari, I switched my VPN on to see that, uh, to the US to see that there are some that you can watch, uh, Bits of Kongan Befala, Stormester, and Basti Test. On YouTube, yes. Yeah, and their subtitles as well. Yes, they are. It's very interesting. Although, uh, I was reading online that apparently the guy who is the taskmaster for Kongan Befala very recently got in trouble in Norway for saying racist things in public. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, indeed. I apparently he was like reported to the police for this. The article wasn't well translated, and I'm not entirely sure what the hell Norwegian law has to say on that. Please don't get into any arguments in the comments. I'm just saying that to like for posterity. So we, I will say because- though, Kongen Belfala does um, 
Uh, it does some interesting... I know that we've got the champion of champions in the New Year's treat. They have had a champion of losers special. So yeah. people who've like uh, either come last or never won an episode uh, will get a chance to win one for a change. Yeah, and uh, Kongan Befaller... I'd like to see this idea. People have wanted to do... Or have thrown around the idea of like a loser of losers, but that might be a bit too hard, too harsh. Well, I mean, you can only... There's only one Nish Kumar. I mean, Alex has um, said he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wait till you get to, to wait till we get to series nine, and oh god, wait till we get to series nine, and you have to watch David Baddiel. I've heard. I'm waiting, but uh, but yeah, that is the uh, that is the at forty minutes in. We are talking about task two, which is up for you. Did we and talk? Did we do the going, scores? Uh. Alice yes. five, Lisa four, yeah, Aston yeah, three, yeah, Tim two, did. Russell one. No, Taskmaster Joe can't really be done here. No, I. Um, I VT Task two. This one should be quite quick. Performance. You're going to have to put sound bites for this one. Yeah, but we don't have to spend much time yeah. talking about it. Uh, perform a scene from Taskmaster the Musical. Best scene wins. You have one hour. Uh, one of the things in my notes is um, uh, people usually don't really like musicals. I personally. I'm I'm impartial to them. I was gonna say I think I'm that, ambivalent. Yeah, obviously there's some musicals I like more than others. Very quickly, um, to go back to us, uh, me studying things for GCSE, we had to learn, uh, analyze, define gravity from Wicked, the musical. Okay. Um, and sort of like all the musical settings of that. We actually went to see Wicked, uh, in the West End. It's one of the it's one of the longest running West End shows, I think. I uh, I saw Hamilton. I really liked it. I've seen Rock of Ages, and mm. I really didn't like it. I didn't um, like Wicked. I thought the songs were good, but everything else was not great. And then uh, also, Mamma Mia is technically oh, musical, and I fucking love that. And just before we go we just go any further i just want to point out that both both teams this is a team task. speaking of mama mia um my dad told us he got us tickets to see abba voyage uh live in january Dude, of next you year you gotta tell me what that looks like because holy shit it's abba vocaloid i don't know what the hell is gonna happen there i mean he said he'd booked it i mean i'll have to go back through a couple of months worth of messages but yeah um, I gotta see what that looks like. Anyway, Greg Greg hates musicals. I, I, one thing I just oh. wanted to mention before we finish the, this is that um, I'm re both of them did original songs for this. Like they made up a song. Yeah. I definitely, if I had been in this, as soon as he said that, I was thinking of doing a like just adapting an existing song to Taskmaster. Like in Rock of Ages, which is a jukebox musical, and yeah. doesn't do a great job of being a jukebox musical. I think knowing Greg, though, he would have said that was cheating. I would have pulled up Mamma Mia and Rock of Ages as examples and fought for it because I definitely would have put a lot of didn't like didn't like the two male members of ABBA right Mamma Mia. I don't remember. I think Mamma Mia. They definitely had a huge part to play in it. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, Greg hates musicals and cannot be friends with anyone who likes them, i.e. Tim. Yes. Uh, so Team Control Delete is up first. 
I'll just play the song here. Hello, I'm Alex Horn. <laughs> this is Taskmaster, task must be done. My first task is to find my son. Here I am. And the task is done. Now another task must be done. My first task is to find my mum. Here I The task is done. Taskmaster, lots to be done. Lots of tasks, lots of fun. So basically what it is, is it's not really, it's more of like a musical summary of what Taskmaster is. And one of Asim's great quotes is, Tim Vine is fucking weird. Yeah, Tim Tim Vine is, <laughs> and this is apparently just Tim Vine being let loose with this task. Yeah. And the Tim Vine is fucking weird thing will come into fruition even more in the next task. Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, Team Funk. Um... What they've done is they've done a more... I should read more from my the uh, Taskmaster.info notes. Uh, they made a song about uh, confirming Gralix, the shit name for Greg and Alex. That is not that is not what they confirmed at all. What are you talking about? They made a song about Alex admitting to Greg how much he loved him and wanted to and be his son. That is not a ship. That is a found all family right. at best. That is a... I, yeah, I got that. I was just reading my notes, and I just, in a, in a flurry, I put Gralix confirmed. Although I think that's a cute name for them both, even though Greg, if if I if I presented like a, if I saw Greg Davis in the street and I presented him with a piece of artwork of him Frenching Alex, he probably would punch me in the face. I would too. Let's just continue on. I I, I would I could sue you for assault if you did that. That's nice. Continue uh, on. Um, yeah, they made us. I'll just play the soundbite of a Team Funk song. Hello, I'm Alex Horn. <laughs> this is Taskmaster. Task must be done. My first task is to find my son. Here I am. And the task is done. Now another task must be done. My first task is to find my mum. Task is done. Taskmaster, lots to be done. Lots of tasks, lots of fun. Yeah, and then they actually got Alex to do a solo, and I was very surprised they got Alex to sing. That I think that was what sold them for me because. Alex is definitely a man who's clearly uncomfortable by a lot of things. <laughs> and he he just, he looked like he was being held at gunpoint while he sang that song. Yeah. Uh, so the team of three, the, so the team of two get three and the team of three get two. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Do you have any objections, Joe? I didn't particularly like either of them. I uh, would have given them all two points. Okay. It's not, is it or worth playing? three points. Is no, it worth playing? No, the, okay, worth all right, we're not going to... All right, yes. so on to a, another task, a task that I quite like, uh, but I think I you're I love this one. I'm so glad I get to do this one. This is a technical, technically a solo task, but yeah. Yes, uh, so we start out outside a store 
It's called JPS stationers. It doesn't matter. I just want. It's, I love this. I so, think. I think one thing we should note about this is that this is definitely a small, uh, yes. independent stationery shop. Is, yes, it's um, not like a Waterstones or something. No, uh, you know we don't really have stationery shops in the U.S. anymore. I don't outside of like maybe major areas. This is something that it's like I don't think would survive out here in like. The, if the you, suburbs. you'd have to get all your stationery at like a post office or something. No, like Walmart. Oh, okay. I mean, we've got um, the WH Smith chain. It's sort of just like a. It's got your stationery. It's got books. It's got cheap electronics like headphones and stuff. Mm. And there's usually a post office branch within them. Fascinating. Yeah, we just usually have bookstores and then other stores that do that. Post offices are their own thing, but um. So Tim walks up to this store. Alex is outside. Uh, Tim is given a task that has pound notes falling out of it. And, and they have to chase it. it. Yes, he has to chase it. He thinks that's part of the task. It's not. Uh, his task reads, make an outfit of things bought in this stationery shop. You have 10 minutes and 50 pounds to do your shopping and 20 minutes to make your outfit. Your time starts now. And then Tim goes inside and starts buying things. And we cut back to the studio to see Alice, uh, T- Alice, Lisa, Asim, and Russell. and Russell looking at each other in confusion because they definitely didn't do this. I, I love I love tasks like this. I mean, there are fewer solo tasks now, but I mean, like ever since Josh Whittacombe back in series one, yeah. people have just been on the lookout for tasks like this. Yeah. And then um, anyways, that... We get a Tim. Tim immediately starts creating things, and we get the best like know your contestants bit ever. Is that they knew that Tim would enjoy this. They knew that Tim would make a pun from this. They knew that Tim that Tim would make a funny pun. So that so everybody else has to guess the pun Tim created to describe. What a great idea! What a great idea! Just let me say. And that. if they get it. They get a point if Tim. If nobody gets it, Tim gets two points. And so Tim. No one got it. I think we'll just Tim's Tim's outfit. Oh, it's great! It's like cloth pencil cases for shoes, a paper file holder, like one of those. What is it? What is it? I think. I think it was just. it's like, a, it, it's like one of the things you line up a on a paper bookshelf hold, and, you a stick, paper, and you stick papers in it. I think uh, it's just, we'll just call it a paper holder. And He's also got it's got like a little flap that his nose is like yeah. pressed up right well, against, like a comical cartoon well, it's character. The, it's an edge that he has cut out. Um, and then construction paper pants, construction paper all Tim was right in his element and you could really see and it. And then he's taken a steam railway calendar and plastered the pictures all over himself. He looks like a rejected character from starlight express which is the absolutely insane model train themed musical that andrew lloyd weber made in the late it's one of his lesser known ones i love starlight express as a concept so much and the only thing that i really am annoyed by is that because starlight express is like what happens if you if you drop acid in a model train shop and then roller skate away but the problem is that is that Andrew Lloyd Webber wanted to make a Thomas the Tank Engine musical, which is why his production company is called Really the Really Useful Company, among many really other useful things. group. But yeah, really, and because I remember it stood for it, it was abbreviated to Rug. 
Yes, okay. But he wanted to make a Thomas the Tank Engine musical and was denied, presumably because anyone involved with Thomas the Tank Engine had at least seen one of his plays and knew what he was about. And I get that. This was before the Magic Railroad movie as well, so they couldn't... This was a decade before the Magic Railroad movie. No, this is like the people who held the rights... Anyway, Joe, would you like to get back on track, pun not intended? Yes, that pun was intended. Anyways, uh... No, it wasn't. wasn't. Tim, Tim looks like a rejected character for Starlight Express, uh, and then everybody has to guess using the provided whiteboards under their chairs. I didn't go back and look and see if the whiteboards were there before, but everybody seems a little bit surprised, or they were acting, that there were things under their desk. Uh, Alice guessed the pun pulling into the train stationary. Uh, Asim said stationary man. Uh, Lisa said Choo Choo Chibuti, which is based off of a song called Choo Choo Chibu I've never heard of. And then Russell also made a train stationary joke. Tim's Tim's joke was tracksuit. It was a tracksuit, which I thought was great. And uh, I, and I love that task. I absolutely loved that task. It was uh, right up Tim's alley. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, it's my turn to do the final VT task, and I'll make it quite quick, as we're already nearly an hour in. Mm-hmm. Um, make this plastic bag as heavy as possible. You have 10 minutes, at the end of which the bag must hang unassisted on the scales for at least one minute. Heaviest bag at the end of that minute wins. So, up first, we have Russell Howard. Uh, Russell filled his plastic bag with various objects. I didn't write it down, did you? Uh, soccer ball, bolt cutters, and a rolling pin, and wellies were what I saw. Well, that was just an assortment of things, and his bag weighed 10 kilograms. Uh, yes. Asim uh, did a, had a similar strategy. Uh, Mega rice, crystal ball, bowling ball, a lobster, books, and flower pots, among other things. Yes, um, but his bag weighed 16 kilograms, so he's ahead of Russell. Uh, Alice filled the bag with water. Nothing else, just water. And the bag ended up weighing 20.5 kilograms. Lisa uh, put a bucket in her bag to reinforce it before putting bricks and water in the bucket. Uh, The bag leaked like a sieve. It did. Uh, I'm amazed that... Did did she like tape the handle of the bucket to the handles no, of the no, bucket? No, she just managed to get it entirely. I she was very lucky because I thought she was going to put the bricks in the bucket and she didn't. Somehow the bag didn't split. Yeah, I was amazed. And her bag comes to twenty seven kilograms. And Which, now she just to point out, she did just leave the hose in it so that the water would rush in as quickly as it rushed out. That was a big old waste of water, wasn't it? Um, There's a now, river right nearby. Tim. Now, poor, poor Tim. You you couldn't make this up if you tried, I swear. This is hilarious. This is possibly the only time that... No, I, m- not yet. This is, this is one of the only times that someone's outfit has come back to bite them. Because I, I was going to say it's the only time, but I'm very, fairly certain Phil Wang would have a different opinion. Uh, so Tim uh, is looking to strengthen the handles of the bag with duct tape, but as he's fumbling around, the hook sort of catches because there's like little poppers 
on his shoulders. It's, it's, they're called epaulets. It's actually he, he, he it, it brushed against the the nape of his neck and then slid. Let down me describe. Let me let me describe all the cool things on my task, please. Okay. And there's no point now. Basically, the hook gets caught in the whatever poppers you said. Um, epaulets. Epaulets. Uh, and Tim doesn't notice it, so it's just sort of... Ha- if he just looked down, he would notice it. Um, but Tim completely loses his mind. He can't find the hook at all. And he spends basically the remaining 95% of his time trying to find it. Before and he has to, like, clutch together a hook. He then had to fashion his own hook before putting the bag onto the new hook, but the bag split anyway, sadly. Tim wandered I, around, actually wandered around a bit more afterwards trying to find the hook, and then he just found it hanging on his thing. It took him 15 minutes, and Alex knew where it was the whole time. Alex is evil, I swear. Also, Tim's bag broke mostly because he put a bowling ball in it. <laughs> and bricks. With nothing to reinforce. The, re- yeah. Re- yeah. So Tim sadly gets uh, only one point. Russell yeah. two, Alice three, Asim four, Lisa five. Um, so, do you want to talk about this live task, Joe? I will. Uh, just Could we wrap note- this up in yes, before just- an hour? Yes. Just to note, uh, the plastic bag task also was done season three, episode seven of Kongen Befaller. Norway. Uh, no, that is that. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, finally, this is. One of the more visual tasks and also one of the stupider ones, but I'm going to do my best to explain it. The task is pick up as many points as possible. The person holding the most points after 100 seconds wins. To explain, in front of each contestant on the stage is a child's swimming pool with a bunch of inflatable balls in it. I'm not even going to try and do the ball joke like we did the other time, but... But the balls have points written on, have numbers written on them. This corresponds to a number of points. The balls. I just want to say that some of the contestants put the balls in their mouth. Yes. Uh, That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Russell Howard did that. It was very funny. Um, But the the balls have points written on them. Uh, The biggest is 10 points, and those are like two gigantic exercise balls exercise balls. I don't know what the other ones have written on them. We never really see them, but they go. I assume they go like five. I Golf think the balls numbers and tennis were, balls are the smallest I saw. Um, I think they'd maybe be like one, two, three, five, and ten. I'd assume those are the numbers because they yeah, usually make the most like sense. That. Uh, they are not allowed to pick up the swimming pool themselves, and all the balls that they are holding have to be off the ground in their possession, not in like clothing. Uh, so we start off. Uh, Asim and Russell start popping the balls, which is a smart plan. I don't know how yeah. they manage that. Maybe they had keys on them or something. Oh no, they exercise balls with like a co- a stopper in them, so they just removed well, no, that. Asim was popping the smaller ones too. Oh yeah, fair enough. Well, they could have just um, took the stopper out of the exercise balls. I thought that there was like audible popping, like like poking through them. I didn't hear anything. And anyway, but, uh, they're not like balloons where it's a very quick noise. Yeah. Um. So we go through that. It's there's general madness. Um, really, the only one to pay attention to is Russell Howard, who, as mentioned, started shoveling balls into his mouth, which was absolutely disgusting. Uh, Alice Levine was smarter about this. She's holding them all while sitting down on the ground so that she doesn't have to lift them up as high or bend over. Uh, it's general chaos. Uh, Russell 
has the two exercise balls between his legs barely off the ground. It's ridiculous. Uh, Classic Taskmaster at its finest. Yes. At the end of it, uh, you know, in no specific order, uh, Russell went, at, you know, in no specific order, I'll just go in order. Russell got 68 points. He wins. Then Allison Tim joined second. Got 55. Uh, Lisa got 50 and Asim got 48. Which then means that Russell wins. Russell wins the task and Alice Levine wins the episode. She goes up and eats a little bit from each of the edible prizes and ignores the uh, the horse shit that Lisa brought in. Uh, and then finally, as the episode wraps up, just want to mention one other thing. At the beginning of the episode, there was a bit of banter where Alex was looking for a nickname. Uh, Greg said that he was called should be called Plankhead because there wasn't any difference in width between his neck and his head. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, Greg is holding up a plank in front of Alex's face with Alex with a little picture of a face drawn on it. <laughs> and that is that is the uh, that is the episode. That is the end of the glorious episode six, series six, episode nine of Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Um. So thank you for sticking with us. We've got one more episode left of series six. Who do you think's gonna pull walk away with the golden head, Joe? I don't know. I haven't. You think I've been paying attention to the scores? Mm. Ah, you're funny. Well, after this, we'll probably have a short break, and then we'll have our Christmas rambling episode, and then the future after that might be a little bit hate foggy, which we'll get to uh soon yes but don't worry we will definitely definitely be back before the end of the year i don't know why i'm saying this now there's still one more episode left but yeah we will be back with the series six finale next week and our christmas special rambling episode closer to the actual date yes all right uh bye everyone goodbye bye bye bye